Only the Lord can reward everyone. In so I have my text from John chapter 15. J'ai mon test dans Jean chapitre 15, verses 14 and 15. The word of the Lord says, You are my friend. If you do what I command. 15. I no longer call you slaves because the master doesn't confine any slaves. Now you are my friends, since I've told you everything the Father told me. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of parole. When Pastor told me, I think it was last week or the last two weeks, I started thinking about this sermon. And I think, you know, at the time, I said, what do you think about no longer as a sermon title? I said, you could try to your sermon anything, just make sure it makes sense. But it didn't make sense to me. So I, you know, I had the body, had everything. And I still did not agree to the title. Until I left the yesterday. yesterday. So I said, okay, God, it's going to be no longer. Hallelujah. So it just means, you know, thinking about it no longer just means things. It means different. It means, you know, changing the status quo. It's a change of level. It's when a man's story changes. And you know, when somebody's story changes, it follows that their history also changes. And when you look through the scriptures, immediately the Lord Jesus Christ appeared. Everything became no longer. He said, you've heard, said in the law, that the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. He said, no longer. It will not be true any longer. He said, you've heard, just like everybody knows about your situation, everybody has heard. That the law says that love your neighbor. Hate your enemy. He said, it's not, long, it's not going to be like that any longer. Because he said, I'm commanding you that you pray for your enemy. And pray for those who persecute you. So if you know, if they ask me that, what is the signature of Jesus Christ? On every individual he encountered, he 
to be no longer. Because there is a change. And I know that somebody's story is changing today. You know, that reminds me of the woman in John chapter, chapter 8. You know, there were a lot of people that, that Jesus some of them, he actually, he was intentional in contacting them. He approached them himself. When you think of Peter, when you, when you think of the woman, the, the man by the pool, but there were some people that approached Jesus Christ. They made the effort. When you, when you talk about the blind Bartimaeus, when you talk about the woman, the, the, the woman with the issue of blood, that actually had to struggle. She risked a lot. She risked a lot. To reach Jesus Christ. She was not supposed to be close to people. But she mingled within the crowd and you know, made a contact with the Savior. And she became no longer a woman with the issue of blood. Hallelujah. So when we look at the story of the lady in John chapter 8, our story starts from verse 3. And the Bible, you know, there's something very interesting about it. If you read the story closely, the Bible said she was caught in the act of adultery. When you look at it, this is an offense that, you know, when you are caught, you did not make the confession. But caught in the act, there has to be a partner. But in our own case, there was no partner. Aren't you puzzled by that story? Because she was brought for, you know, to be convicted. She must have felt betrayed. You know, a secret has been exposed. The secret has exposed. The 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 demon he did not see has exposed her. She must have felt humiliated. She was judged. She was defenseless. And she was standing all by herself. Alone to face death. So, on the second thought, I was thinking, was she promised a reward? I am not sure what, you know, what pushed her into doing what she did. Or was she set up in a way? Was there a promise of a better life for her? Or did he come in just because of the pleasure? I'm not sure what, what happened. But you know what? She was guilty. And she was faced with death. 
and her case was hopeless. And the jury and the judge. Avec des jurys et des juges. And the mob as well. The mob. The mob aussi. They dragged him out to Jesus. On l'a amené à Jésus. You know, they were so sure our case was hopeless. And they brought her to Jesus. You are the master. Everyone that has come in contact with you, you have declared them useless. You have said to their situation no longer. And they said, do you have anything to do with this? Can you do anything with this life? He was caught in the act. We all know the story. And Jesus started writing. There's a lot of debate on about what he wrote. Maybe he wrote lies. Maybe he wrote in the grand lies. Fornicator. He started, you know, all the things of the law. And he faced the accusers. You know, that, that's not the three part of the story. The sweeter part of the story, I believe, was in chapter 10. And he said, Did anybody condemn you? And David said, No longer. I am no longer condemned. Nobody was left. And Jesus Christ said, You are no longer called worthless. You are no longer called irrelevant. You are no longer called barren. You are no longer called purposeless. You are no longer called unloved. You are no longer called sick. You are no longer called death row. Instead, because you have an encounter with me, your case is no longer helpless. Not hopeless. You know, Pastor says something all the time. Said it is, it's a prayer. Your enemy will make a mistake. It was a mistake on their part. They could have easily stoned her. They could have easily killed her. But I tell you that situation is an error. The situation that left you until today. The situation that continues to pursue you until now. Because as those people departed in shame, everything that has been causing you shame will become a shame. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every trouble that didn't leave you last night. I said, I will follow you to church. Because even in church, they have no solution for your problem. Every one of those situations, they will depart as shame. In the mighty name of Jesus. I can't but, you know, be puzzled by one of my seniors when I was in high school. I didn't know him closely. But he was a notorious boy. He will be at least two years my senior. And he was one of those guys that reported in Kutu. Everybody knows Kutu. Yeah. 
So for the Caribbean, Kutu will be that um, corner store. It's not part of the school, but that's where some students, I'm sure everybody agrees with me. There are some students that are report there, they open there and they close there. They never get to school. Oh, yeah, there's some fucking park at the school that they point about. And I knew, you know, he was smoking some things. So we left high school. I went to college. Or even four years. I worked for one year. I went back to school for a year. I met this guy in church. There are some people where you meet in church, you, you jump out of your chair. Where you see them? You just that God, because you know that God has got a big fist. And this guy was bad he was so fast He will be dancing around the church. And one day he mounted the pulpit. That was, this is a very, very big church. 7,000 people. He mounted the pulpit. And he gave it to him. He got an admission into university. That's what Jesus could do. That's what Jesus can do. No longer a child, you know, a child of sin. That is what my God can do. What is it that you are not willing to answer to? It can never be too late. The Bible calls him the God of by this time tomorrow. He said that thing that has been said by this time tomorrow is going to become surplus. I don't know. I don't know what is what is so scarce in your life. I don't know what is it that is telling you is okay. He said by this time tomorrow it will become surplus in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. If we go to Bartimaeus, that's another character in the Bible. There are so many of them, we don't have time enough to talk about that. You know what Bartimaeus means? We all know blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10. Towards the end. Bartimaeus means son of Simeon. In situation, he raised his first name. was defined by his situation. The father was called by that name. He was identified by that situation. You know, the father has carried him all around. So all they call him was blind the son of you know, the family has carried him around from one position to the other. Maybe there will be solution here. You know, they sought counsel from different people. So everybody knows that the problem of that man was that son. The problem of that mother, you know, was this daughter. They know that your, your, your major concern in your life is your sister. You carry that body so long. You carry the body of your father. 
And the only way they can identify you is by that problem. Of that person you are carrying. But you know what? The day he encountered Jesus. Did he remain blind? No. It will only take a blind man to call him blind. He became no longer blind. Hallelujah. Thank you, my dear. Praise the Lord. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. So there's somebody here, they will say, oh, is the mother of the girl that is no longer wayward. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, is that lady whose husband is no longer a debtor. Hallelujah. What is it that you are no longer willing? You know, you are no longer willing to answer to. You are no longer willing to be identified by That is good to talk for thought. However, every time Jesus Christ put his signature on somebody, he always gives instructions. Sometimes even before. You, you, we all remember the man in Luke chapter 2. I'm sorry, Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. He said, your sin has made you, I mean, your, uh, arise and say no more. Your sin is forgiven. Sometimes they will give a word. But when we look at the life of the lady in John chapter 8, the instruction was, Go. Luke 8, 11. It says, Go and say no more. So, for anyone that wants to bear that signature, you, you have to be willing to forego, to let go of your sin. You know, when Jesus Christ says, Sin no more. That's what we call repentance now. And we give it a, it's not even us. Jesus Christ actually calls it being born again. And it just means decamp. Decamp. Praise God. Change your camp. Change, Change, you know, you cannot be in the White House. And you'll be running for the blue house. It's not possible. If you say you don't, you don't want to bear that name anymore, you no longer want to be oppressed. It's not my first instruction to you. Is that you leave the sin. And you know what? You cannot leave the sin and explain and stand like that. You need to follow Jesus. That's what he's saying. There are a lot of things happening to believers and unbelievers alike. 
There are some horrific things happening in the church of God. And people will say there's no difference between the church and the world. And you know what? We're so, you know, we're so holy. I would say, oh, maybe it's God. And God does not have anything to do with evil things. But everywhere God resides, there are no sickness there, there are no diseases there. And we'll say, oh, it's the devil. Yes, you might blame the devil. But whatever you subscribe for, praise the Lord. If you subscribe to the devil's agenda, that's what we play out. So that's why, you know, Jesus Christ tells them, if you want this signature to be renewed every day, if you want it to be respected, sin no more. Sin no more. Sin no more. You cannot be saying in the secret, don't mind Jesus. You profess him outside. But when it's one on one, you forget the audience of one. The Bible tells us about Hebrew in Hebrew chapter 12. La Bible nous dit dans Hébreu Verse 1. Verse 1. It said we are encompassed with this, about with these witnesses. It, it tells you that those who are supposed to be applauding you. Your audience, your audience is invisible. A lot, you know, Jesus Christ said, what is, what is applauded of men is an abomination to God. So, whatever you are doing, make sure you are doing what you are pleasing God. Tell your neighbor, please God. Don't please me. Please God. Another thing that Jesus requires from them is that he requires it from, both, from you and I as well. Is that he embrace Christ. Embrace Christ. Embrace Christ. You know what to say? Embrace Christ. The songwriter, the song that was, I mean, that the choir closed with. He said, "It's plead the sea so that you can walk right through it." A lot of people see the open sea, but they will never walk through. To embrace Christ means you trust Him. He told the, uh, the disciples in John chapter 5, 15, verse 14. He said, You are my friend. If you do what I command, if you do what I command, when I ask you to walk through, when you walk through, you are my friend. When I ask you 
to pray for your enemy, even in your closet, and you pray, you're my friend. In the midst of chaos, when I say rejoice and you rejoice, then you are my friend. You know, you are Jesus' friend because people we we identify you with Christ. It's not friends just to eat. It means you manifest the power of Christ. That's what Jesus Christ means by by you are my friend. Because we're told in Acts chapter four verse thirteen. They say when they saw the boldness of the disciples, they know they were Jesus' friends because they insisted on doing Jesus' will. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Because they were doing Jesus' will. People can see here, yeah, they are Jesus' friends. How many Jesus' friends do we have in the house? How many friends of Jesus are in the house? Embrace me. Embrace my way. That's what Jesus is trying to say. Then everybody will see that sign there. Touch not my anointed. You, my prophet, no one. The Sahedrin could not do them any harm. He said they, they, they perceive they are doing with Jesus. Another thing that we need to do, if you really want to manifest, do not, you know, no longer if you want it to manifest in your life. We borrow from the example of blind by and the example is to speak out. You remember there was a debate in church during Sunday school. There are some situations you need to speak out. And when you speak out and the people you are speaking to are discouraging, you know, somebody said that that. When you speak out, some people will try to deflate your belief. He did not stop at speaking out. He spoke up. He shouted. He shouted. He was not very. He was not careful about it at all. There are some situations that you don't keep a secret. This is the fire that is burning you. You speak to God. You speak to people that can help you. Somebody says, speak up. Say, speak up. Hallelujah. And also, the next thing he did, speak with uh, with uh, Bartimaeus. <coughs> he built a culture of change. Built a culture of change. He did not go back to that state. The Bible said by the time he was getting up, he removed all the old clothing. He 
everything that people can, you know, they can, they can remember him with. And he did not report at that He found another means of livelihood. Remember, the Bible said he was begging by the wayside. The family wealth had been exhausted. But he did not go back to that begging. So when we speak up, just like what Jesus, uh, when Jesus Christ had uh, blind Bartimaeus, he said, how can I help you? We need to, even in church, we need to speak up. And I'm giving everybody an assignment. Next week, we are going to drop in the box. In the, in the, when you are dropping your offering, you are going to drop your request. How do you want your spiritual... Thank you. How do you want your spiritual growth to be supported? We are going to we are going to write down. Please support my spiritual growth by. You are going to ask your husband. It's not going to be money this time around. You are going to ask Sister Bimbola. Please support my spiritual growth by allowing me with a house fellowship. Praise the Lord. You are going to tell your husband, please support my spiritual growth by waking me up 30 minutes before. I'm sure most wives have to wake their husband up. Praise the Lord. 30 minutes before, you know, before my usual time. Be specific. Because a lot of times, the way people show, you know, when people, when, when Jesus Christ went to that pool, and he approached the man, and the man started rambling. And he said, oh, I, need, I, want, I, I want to get healed, but nobody, there was nobody to take me. That's the way he wanted, you know, to be taken care of. Just give me a bodyguard and make sure that I'm close to the pool. Let him just cross me in the pool by the time the angel, you know, stirs the water. That's all he wanted. You know, your need or the way you want your need to be met is different. The way I love my needs to be met is different. The, the pastor's, you know, ways of wanting his need to be met is different. And I'm sure the expert has found that everybody dishes out what they want to other people. That's why we need to communicate our needs 
We need to communicate our needs in the church. Like the blind Bartimaeus said, that I may receive my sight. That I may receive my sight. So you remember, we build a culture of change. There was a statement, you know, I, I got hold of long time, some time ago. And it says, your culture crown, I mean, trumps your vision. What that means is that the, cheap, the talk is cheap. It's what you do that matters. It's not what you're saying or what you're saying or what. It's what you do. That's your culture. What you practice, that is what matters. And also, you need to be mindful. Everybody needs to be mindful. In the church of God, to make sure that people are no longer what they used to be. We have to know that we have obtained mercy. We need to know that our minds are being renewed. So not everybody thinks the way you think. So we have to be mindful of others when they come in. Even people that are already in the church, we have to be mindful of you know, their manifestation and how we have to think. Part of building, you know, a culture of change is, is to, to avoid being toxic. You remember the uh, the uh, the lady in John chapter 8. Some people are coming to church like that. They are hopeless. They are condemned. They already feel guilty. And the devil is telling them, just go and get your verdict in the church. Those people, they will not have anything to do with you. What are you going to say to that person? Are you going to stay with your attitude? Yes, that is true. Your case is hopeless. That person, a lot of people, you will have watched movies, you have heard stories. There are people that that is the last day, they just want to come to church. They have things telling them in their, you know, their mob is not physical. The mob is not visible. He's telling them a lot of things in their head. And they need somebody to say, you are no longer worthless. That's all they need that day. And they say, yeah, that's true. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. 
But how are we going to, you know, how are we going to have access to them? Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said, if you obey my command, sometimes we are, you know, we are quick to overlook the command. What's the command of Jesus Christ? Where is it found? It is found in his word. So that command that says move, it is found in the word. We need to spend time in the word. You know, a lot of times we're looking for Jesus. This is the place of his communion, is the word himself. When we study the word of God, we are communing with Jesus. We are saying, I embrace you. We are saying, I want instruction. Miracles are good. But the, 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 the world is operated is operated by the word of God, not by miracles. Hallelujah. For his children, for his followers, your life will be operated by the word of God. Instruction for your next level is in the word of God. You know, that mountain that we pass, that, you know, command to move on. That melody that will liberate you is in the Word. Praise the Lord. To access necessary support. Access necessary support for every stage of life. There are opportunities and there are challenges. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Do not neglect the the meeting together, the gathering of other believers. He said that's the order of some people's life. That's what they do, as some people do. He said, but encourage one another. Especially now that the day of return is drawing You need your support. I know some people enjoy staying at home. It would be nice to get connected to a house fellowship. When you have challenges, it's not the time to retreat. But the time to muster all the energy from the other believers. And finally, Service makes a difference in a man's life. It gives God a reason to bless you. 
de te bénir. It gives God a reason to change your story. Ça donne à Dieu la raison de changer. Not only a reason, but a strong reason. C'est pas juste une raison, mais c'est une raison qui est puissante. The Bible tells us in Matthew that after Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Après la Bible nous dit qu'après que Jésus aurait guéri la la belle-mère de Pierre. The Bible says she arose and served. La Bible a dit qu'elle s'est levée et qu'elle a servi. There's an interesting uh, uh, passage. Yeah. In, in Ezekiel chapter 29. Il y a un passage intéressant dans Ezekiel. Verses 18 to 20. Ezekiel 18, 20. And he talked about Nebuchadnezzar. Go and read it when you get it. Ezekiel 29, 18 to 20. 29. He called Ezekiel, he said, son of man. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm paraphrasing. He said, Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon and his Babylon. They did a great job. They made every man's head ball. He said, they did that job according to order. He said, where is his reward? He said, I want to give him a big reward. God wants to reward somebody in the house this morning. God wants to stay no longer to that thing that is negative in your life. Consider service. Consider service. There are different areas in the church. Everybody knows me. There's the children's class. We, we are never we we, do, we are never too much in children's class. If you cannot find a place to plug yourself, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're serving a department, think you know think it uh, good enough to to pick up on another one. And the Lord will give you the ability. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As we have said, we have mentioned. As you see no more, that is, you know, embrace Christ and His Word. Speak up, speak out and speak up. Build a culture of change. And be, mind, be mindful. Somebody, we spoke about pride and arrogance. The instruction of God is that we should be humble. Access necessary support. And And you know what? You cannot overdo one to cover in the other in another area. We need to be balanced Christians. One cannot compensate for the other. Because your accuser. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He's always looking for that loophole. So that he can say you are not worthy of that signature. So that he can say, you know, you are not worthy of that signature. Is anyone here this morning? I said, I would like to take the first step. That's what Jesus Christ tells everyone. 
He says, go and see no more. Is there anyone watching online that says, I would like to walk through that split scene? But you know what? You need to give your life to Jesus. Shall we all rise as we pray? If you are considering that this morning, please say after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for rescuing me from power of darkness and translating me into your kingdom. I believe that you did this for me. And I embrace all that you have done for me. And I'm going to sin no more. And I receive the power to become the Son of God. The power to live above sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will call the choir. You play the sea so I could walk right through it. And since I draw perfect love, hallelujah, you rescued me, I could stand and say, I am a So that you can walk right away. Your fear to be drowned is perfect, Lord. You want to raise up your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I embrace all you have done for me. I embrace, I believe what you have done for me. You are scared of the sea to say, no longer believe me. Even before I was born. The Bible says he knew you before you were born. He knew your situation. And he's ready to make everything work together for your good. You want to say, Lord, I want to walk through this sea. I'm ready. I am ready and I'm walking through. And you want to tell the Lord why you're no longer. You want to align with his will and his purpose for you. I am no longer irrelevant. Oh, Lord, God Almighty, I align with your purpose for my life. I align with your purpose for my life. I align with your purpose for my life. I walk in the freedom of the finished of work of the Christ. In the name of Jesus. You said you are giving me the power to walk up on Sabbath and stop you. I'm no longer the oppressed. You learned that I'm giving me captive. And you gave gifts unto me. I receive your gift of life. I receive your gift of freedom. I receive the gift of a change life. I change that. I change that thing. Father, we worship you. We give you all the glory. Just minister to God. Just minister to God. I receive the power to live above flesh. Let no man trouble me. 
Because I bear in my body the mark of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every voice now, every negative voice now, every voice speaking evil, telling you that you are not worthy. Now, in the name of Jesus, now in this thing, in the name of Jesus, they tell me that we can never stop or whatever. As you are walking through every challenge, it's drowning. In the name of Jesus, they tell everybody that we can never stop or whatever. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Let your bless the Lord for His word this morning. As the Lord, we thank you. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you. For you are saying no longer. To every situation, every voice, speaking negative, say no longer. No longer do you have voice in this life. No longer. No longer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. We give you all the glory and honor. Thank you, Lord, for the dedication of life. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, Father, for new lost souls that you have brought unto your kingdom. Father, Lord God Almighty, watch over them, so Lord. Watch over this. He said, as many as, are, as believe in him, you are given the power. The power is to, the first power is to live above flesh. The power to live above ourselves. The power to walk in your will and freedom. Father, we receive it as fresh this morning. Father, we walk in that freedom. Lord, we walk in the reality of what you have obtained for us. Let your name be exalted. Let your inheritance be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your want of embrace, O Lord, be around your children. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your wonderful promises. Be that exalted. In Jesus' mighty name. We are free.